Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. February 8th, welcome back to Edgework. I'm Zach Phillips, joined here today by So Money, as well as, well as Rusty Bill. Alongside us here, we've got seven NHL games ahead of us on the schedule tonight, so we'll break down each of those, give out some best bets, and if you stay tuned, you hit the like button, subscribe here to the channel throughout the course of the show today, we may have a cross-sport Super Bowl prop bet for you. So, so you're going to want to stay tuned until the very end. You're going to want to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel here if that's something you're interested in. But before we can get into today's games, before we can even get to that as well, I got to remind people that today's show, as always, is sponsored by BetStamp. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is by using multiple sports books and always getting the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp to help you do so. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book, whether it's for games, futures, or player props. You can save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet. So make sure to download the app today. It is available on iOS, Android, as well as on the web. And if you're looking to sign up for a new sports book account, you can check out the offers available at betstamp.app/edgework. That's betstamp.app/edgework. The link is in the description of the show as well. So. If you're struggling to type that in, that's betstamp.app slash edgework. You can just click the link. It's there in the description on YouTube as well as on podcasting platforms. But uh, for those who missed the show yesterday or for those trying to catch up on the week, we do go one and one last night. So we start off one and two. Then on Tuesday, we go two and five. And last night, we're one and one. So it's been a little bit of a slow, shaky start coming out after this all-star break. You know, we we go through that too here. You take a few days off. Now all of a sudden you got to shake the rust off. But if there's any crew that's going to do it, I know it's this Thursday crew. Uh, with Russ there getting a new mic and so money coming in hot after acquiring Elias Lindholm and seeing him pot too the other day. So money, how are you feeling about the, this Canucks team? Uh, we put a poll in the chat there. Are we all Canucks? <laughs> Trying to figure out, gauge the vibe of everyone in the chat right now. Yeah, I mean, it was um, it was an interesting game. I didn't necessarily think the Canucks played a full 60. But when you're that good, do you really need to play a full 60? Right? And um, <laughs> what I – no, but seriously, what I like about this team, though, is that um, – even when they don't have it going, they can work on other parts of the game to kind of get them through the tough stretches of the game, right? So, like, we saw that in the first 20 minutes or so, just just over a period and a half, the Canucks played very, very well. They were the better team. They did deserve to um, probably have a better result on the scoreboard as well. But then Carolina, as good teams do, they started taking over. So instead of panicking like how we've seen this team do a lot of times they just they they just worked on it defensively right they 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 absorbed the hurricanes waves and um and they they got a lucky goal and then and they shut it down this is this is Rick Tockett's style this is what he was trying to do in Arizona but he didn't have the horses in Arizona to do it right and you can you can call the Canucks lucky right they are lucky right any team that's first overall at this point in the season, there is a lot of luck involved, right? Um, but that's the way that this team plays. They'll they'll try to get the lead. They'll try to shut it down. And if they can't, they have the horses to try to push it a little bit. And um, when they're taking chances, they've got an elite goaltender who can, who can mask a lot of their deficiencies. So um, this is the way the team plays. And it's, it's really fun to see right now. Well, I was going to ask about uh, talk at secret stuff. It's like in Space Jam when Jordan gives them the water. Uh, is that what you guys have going on over there? Like Lindholm gets there, all of a sudden this guy first shot as a Canuck, it's in the net, and he scores again later in the game. Uh, just continuing the high shooting percentage that this team has been able to put together all season. Are you worried at all that this is something that might tail off as you approach the playoffs or get into the playoffs? Because 
I think everything else we've said about the team has been pretty fair. I think your assessment of the way that they actually play, the way that they're coached, the kind of identity that they have, the effort that they bring, it's all there. Everything else is showing signs of a successful team or a team that can take it further and further into the playoffs. But I just keep looking at that, as you said, so money like the luck. Does that run out? And when it does, is there enough there to kind of carry them through and be okay? So truthfully, I am worried. Um, you don't generally see teams that um, have the kind of peripheral numbers that the Canucks are putting up translate into playoff success, right? Um, eventually, eventually the luck runs dry, right? So there's a part of me that while I am enjoying the current winning, um, there's a part of me that kind of wishes that we start losing a few games here, right? And <laughs> and and we start um, eventually the goals they're gonna start drying up, right? Like you, you, it's just not sustainable to have this shooting percentage last the whole season, right? It's just and and the worst time it dries up for a team like the Canucks with like kind of what they're what what they're showing is round one in the playoffs when they can't buy a goal in game six and seven, right? So that 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 is a concern I have. Um, I don't. I, I joke about the President's Trophy, but I I and I don't really care, right? Um, yeah. I I would like to win the division just because I want to get Edmonton and Vegas locked into a first round series. Um, other than that, I I'd be fine with them losing a bit here. Um, they're I mean, like every, now the what what I will say about the Canucks though, is that the chances that they are generating, um, it is by design, right? In the sense that this is a team that um, values um, values quality over quantity. They're not just going to throw 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 pucks on it. It's a very structured team, right? And yeah. um and and I can say that confidently because it's it comes from Talkit, right? It comes from the old. Uh, Pittsburgh style of play that 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 they tried implementing with this management. Talkit was trying to do that in Arizona. So there's so there's a lot of structure and consistency behind this, right? So um, at the same time, um, you're generating lots of quality chances, but you're converting on a lot of them, right? So um, I would like that to run out a little bit soon rather than later on in April. But um, other than that, I mean, I'm I, I'm happy with the team, the, the way that they're playing. Um, I was kind of hoping that they lost that Carolina game because that was, um, there was a lot of luck involved to get through that game. And um, I kind of, I'm, I'm concerned that the luck reserves might be running out. Well, I mean, so money, I, I think what's the saying, you got to be lucky to be good and good to be lucky. I feel like that's kind of what's going on in Vancouver there. And I, I think this is a, probably a pretty good point here by Nebraska knows some stuff. just saying you play with yeah. good structure and you make your own luck for sure. I mean, you just play smart hockey, play good hockey. Some of those things are going to come. It's just, there is a daunting uh, uh, cloud hanging over in regards to that shooting percentage. Yeah, yeah every that's night in the market, you know, the market moves yeah. against them pretty much every night, and these odds makers seem to be uh, to be not phased by what they're doing. So it's very, very interesting what's going on with them from night to night basis on in the market. It's like everybody sees these underlying numbers and thinks that they're going to regress, but every night they keep winning for some somehow, some way. It's it's absolutely. <laughs> and and the thing is that like if it was any other team besides the Canucks. I'd be like right on that train as well. That like that like I I can't wait to fade this team in the playoffs, right? Sure. Like right, and like that sucks, man. But um, I'm just I'm just trying to enjoy this as long as I can. It's right. hopefully, but it's coming. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully, yeah. The regression doesn't come until June. Yeah. Yeah, until june until the summer when they're on the golf course and they're all <laughs> slashing it around that's when that's when the regression comes and the luck goes away uh yeah. russ we open this up with uh canucks talk radio but how are things going with you how was your break uh golf yeah. seems like it's coming around the corner here i don't know about you but in toronto we're getting sunny days now all of a sudden yeah. it's starting to warm up relative to what we usually get uh golf's back on tv like it just it the vibes are feeling pretty good right now uh yep. what's going on with you how are you doing 
Not a lot, man. It's been a good break. Yeah, like you said, it's it's a good time of year. We've got a, a great week ahead of us. We've got the Waste Management open to bet. We've got the Super Bowl, obviously, on Sunday. Yep. Full card of NHL games in between there. So, yeah, it's good. It's been very nice here also. It's almost 60 degrees today. The driving range at the local club is starting to open up, so probably uh, it's probably hit that. And, yeah, it's unseasonably warm. And, yeah, everything is everything is great, man. It's It should be a good, a very good week. All right, well, I'm glad to hear. If things are going well for the people in the chat, please hit that like button here while you're watching. Less than half the people watching have hit like. If you did enjoy today's thumbnail as well, hit the like button. We can continue to make more of those. I'm, I know so many uh, liked the thumbnail for today, so keep hitting that like button. <laughs> we'll have more of those. Let's get into today's games, and let's jump first and foremost to the Florida Panthers hosting the Washington Capitals here tonight. Florida coming in minus 250, the Caps plus 236, and a total of five and a half in most places right now. You can see some sixes out there as it is creeping that way a little bit, but for the most part across the board, five and a halfs. Russ, what are your thoughts on this game here tonight and where we're seeing this side and total currently priced at? Yeah, honestly, I think um, you can see the side is moving up all uh, basically towards the Panthers, which I completely agree with. I think this uh, this Caps season is basically all but over. But we did play the over five and a half right around minus 120. Happy to lock that in before it moves anymore. Um, you know, this is a little bit of a contrarian play. We have uh, – we've gotten a little bit burned playing Florida overs and kind of got off of it. But the last couple of weeks we've been playing a lot of these Caps overs and uh, it's actually turned out very good. They've hit uh, over the five of their last six games, and basically their defense is just trash. They're absolutely terrible. And honestly, Lindgren, who we were kind of relying on earlier in the season and actually played on him once, he has uh, he's reverted back to back to uh, old form, and he's just playing very very poorly now. Fifty seventh in goals saved above expectation in the last month or so. Um, like I said, I don't love playing Panthers overs. But I do find value here in a five and a half. I think that's a little bit short. You know, this is a very, very good defensive team in the Panthers. And uh, they've struggled the last couple of games to, to put up goals. But I think this is a great spot for them to put up, honestly, five, four or five goals against a, a Washington team that is just terrible on defense. 25th in expected goals against the last month or so. Um, so like I said, I don't love, I don't love playing Panthers overs. I try not to make a habit of it lately. They're very, very good defensive team. They haven't been scoring a ton lately, but I think this is the night that they kind of break it open and, uh, against, against a bad caps team. I can easily see a five, one result or, uh, or something of that nature. So, uh, I think the, I think the Panthers can kind of name their price here, name their, uh, their goals here. And I think that that five and a half is a little bit too short. So uh, start to show off with a little bit of contrarian over on uh, over five and a half here. Minus 120, I think is a great play. All right. So we'll grab the five and a half minus 120 now, Russ. For those people who might be uh, watching back later or listening on podcasts or something, as you're saying, we're seeing him kind of move towards the six a little bit, heading in that direction. What's the cutoff point for you here on where you'd play this five and a half? And then kind of on the other side of that, once it gets to six, would you play it? Is there a number you'd be okay with there? Or is this five yeah. and a half and five and a half only? No, I would probably play it right to minus 125 or so. After that, I'd be looking for plus money sixes. I think if you can get that over six at plus 105, I think that's a fine play. I really, uh, between that and the minus 120-ish, I don't really have an edge. Um, but I would certainly, I do think you would want to play the uh, the five and a half if you have access to that minus 120 just because of how how Panthers games have been going recently, you know, you need all the all the help you can get, and you could e I can easily see this game landing on six. Um, but but yeah, like I said, if it does get out of hand, you could play it right up to minus one twenty five, and if not, look for uh, look for over plus one hundred plus money um, six. All right, so five and a half minus one twenty, we'll grab there. Uh, so money, what are your thoughts on this game, and do you have any any interest in uh, making a bet here tonight? So all season we've been betting Panthers unders, right? And um, there we've we've talked about how they are a very very good defensive team, um, and and the unders have done well for us all season. Those numbers were at six and a half, and yes. they were at um, at sixes as well, right? We're down to five and a half now, right? Um, 
I've mentioned this before, like playing an under five and a half in uh, today's NHL um, takes a very, very special spot, right? So last night I had an under five and a half in the uh, in the in the Minnesota Chicago game. Um, those two teams that 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 was that was conducive to an under five and a half. These two teams. I can't justify that five and a half, right? So um, I do agree with the with the with the overlook on the five and a half, even though it's Florida, because again the number matters, right? We were playing unders at six and a half. Now we're a whole goal shorter, adjusted now on the five and a half. So that's where I do have interest in the over. Um, Florida, we know what we're going to get from them. They're probably going to shut it down. Um, but Washington, they are having trouble trouble defensively, especially the last couple of games. Um, and um, and as Russ alluded to as well, um, they're, they're not getting goaltending as well, right? So um, for those reasons, you have one team in Florida that that is a very good defensive team, but Washington doesn't allow this game for me to stay at the five and a half. So I'll be joining rest here on the on the um, on the over as well here. All right, perfect. There you go. Kind of double best bet here for the first game that we dig into. Uh, again, we'll track all the picks in the BetStamp app in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. So if you miss anything, you want to see how we've done, make sure to check that out over there. You can see us on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. See how we've done throughout the course of the season. Uh, you can head on over to the BetStamp app and find us there. We will recap all the picks at the very end of the show as well. Now, let's jump over to the next game that we're going to take a look at for tonight. And that would be the Calgary Flames and the New Jersey Devils. New Jersey hosting Calgary here tonight. Minus 132, the Flames at plus 133, and a total of six and a half right now, kind of pretty even on either side. So, money, initial thoughts on this game and where we're currently seeing a total at? Yeah, I I, I wanted the Devils here initially, but um, it was um, it opened up a little outside my range and it's moved it's mm-hmm. it's moved towards the Devils as well. So I will I will pass on the game. I think that um, I wanted the Devils at about minus 128 um but it looks like they've got some news here coming down so um i will i will pass on it for now i do like the devils but i can't i can't get there on that number right now all right fair enough uh russ anything for you here tonight yeah it looks like um yeah the devils and the over are taking money as we kind of just started recording here um yep we played this over at plus money i think that that bet rivers price at minus 105 is fine. I honestly think the fair price here will probably be probably be minus one ten or minus one fifteen to the over. So there's not a ton of an edge, but I do I do really like this play. And my numbers here have seven the majority of the time. Um, as much as we talked about the Panthers being a good defensive team, this is completely opposite. I think these are two of the worst defensive teams in the league. You've got uh, Calgary, who's twenty six and expected goals against the last month or so. And uh, the Devils are 30th in expected goals against. Absolutely can't stop anything. Um, they're not getting any goaltending, and uh, and honestly, they they are a pretty good uh, pretty good offensive team. They're third in expected goals for. So in the Devils, you have a perfect over team in my opinion. And uh, and at home, they seem to uh, they seem to get tons of goals as well. 16 and eight to the over at home. This Devils team. So at a at a cheap over six and a half or even a plus money, which is which is what we got, I think that's a good play. I do think this will probably take a little bit of money and move up. So you know, if you're watching, listening to this, I, I would lock it in now. I could see this getting to to minus one twenty or so for the over. But yeah, this is a you know pretty classic spot for me. Two very very bad defensive hockey teams. Um, you know, I'll take the over over all day. I, I I honestly could see this being a very very close game and uh you know get to three three in the third period and and cash that that's what sort of what i'm hoping for so um no play on the side i think uh i think so money nailed it if if you could get it right around minus 125 the devils would be the look but it seems like that's taking money um so you know another over here for me and um and right, just, to add, to, just to add to that there's a there's a jack hughes adjustment here as well so he is in um and and that's another reason why that why that devil's number um, just accelerated um, how it did. Gotcha. Yeah, that's exactly it. All right. So there you go. Grab another uh, six and a half over or grab another over there at six and a half in that Calgary, New Jersey game. So we'll lock that in. 
right now, but let's head on over to another game. And so, Money, I'm sorry if this is going to bring up demons for you, but we got to check in on the Bruins-Canucks game. The Bruins are hosting Vancouver here tonight. Got minus 128, the Canucks plus 121, and a total of six and a half. The floor is yours. We opened up with some Canucks talk radio, but take us through this game here tonight and what your thoughts are on where the price is currently sitting. Can we talk about Demko not hugging Swayman? <laughs> so, I mean, Did, were you uh, were you okay with that? Did you dislike it? You think there's bad karma coming? Like, what are what are the thoughts there? I loved it. I I absolutely loved it. I think that <laughs> there is there is history, right? Um, for those that remember, in um, in 2011, um, during the Cup final, uh, Tim Thomas was asked about um, about like 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 Duongo said something nice about him and like and like Thomas was just like whatever right and then so like Thomas was like asked about that and then he said that I didn't realize it was my job to be pumping his tires right so that's fair right so the way I the way I looked at the situation on the weekend was that he didn't hug him I didn't realize it was Demko's job to be pumping Swayman's tires right so and and Demko is a smart enough kid. He um he knows his he knows his history. Um, he's talked about it before. Um, so I do. I don't know if he's ever going to come out and say it, but it wouldn't surprise me if that was something that went through his head, right? When you're when you're in that locker room and you got the and and you got the Boston goalie trying trying to dab everybody up, right? So, um, so there's that. Um, the simple explanation would be he just he was just focused. He didn't see him. He was just on his way, right? So yeah. that's probably yeah. it. But um, I just wanted to give that historical context because that's the way that I would like to look at this situation, right? Like okay. there's not a lot for me to hang on to from 2011. So um, when 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 that <laughs> came up, I loved it and I made a whole narrative out of it. So that's the way that I view that situation. Yeah. In terms okay. of in 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 terms of the game tonight, um, the line is fair, right? Um, Boston, they're not playing particularly well. Um, you do see a, you you see some flaws in their game. You see some you see some deficiencies starting to creep up in their game. Then there, are, Boston is another team similar to the Canucks, where um, a lot of their results are not indicative of the way that they've been playing. Um, obviously, it's more. It's more pronounced in the with the with the with the Canucks, but it is there for for um for a for a Boston as well. So um, I think the line is fair. It's tough for me to not bet the Canucks at these numbers right now. Um, they're 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 good plus money every night, but I also have to take a look at this objectively. If it was anybody else uh, besides the Canucks, um, I'd be waiting to see. Um, their play starting to dip and the results follow suit before I'd be fading the Canucks heavily as well. So um, I will pass on the game. Obviously, Vancouver-Boston has special meaning. Um, I do want to win this game. I I was talking about earlier that um, I would like to see the Canucks lose some games, but not tonight. They can start losing after tonight. Um, um, I'll, I'll... it's it it's a big game here for us, right? Uh, Vancouver, Boston, it 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 still means something. So, um, let's go Canucks, and then they can start losing after tonight. Uh, by the way, so money the poll put up in the chat. I said, "Are you a Canuck?" And there's three options: one, we are all Canucks; two, Matt only for so money; and three, definitely not a Canuck. It's pretty even right now. 38% only for so money. 33% we are all Canucks. And 29% definitely not a Canuck. I like that. I like that. close. But yeah, there you go. You're the leader. You're the leader in the clubhouse. People got uh, got support for you there. So that's at least nice to see. I'm glad to see people on the, you know, that's the difference across the shows on the hammer as well here. Like edge work. The only people who are like attacking each other is the people on the shows. Like everyone's just taking jabs at Moreno and Albert effectively. Outside of that, it's pretty supportive. But <laughs> like, whatever. They deserve it. Yeah. But then the chat and everyone who watches is in support of everyone on the show. So we get the support from them. Outside of that, these guys on Ford Progress and hit the books. Like 
they're all praying for each other's downfall, uh, waiting for everyone to lose bets and stuff so that they can roast them. Like that's just not that's just not who we are over here. That's not the no. community that we've built. So that's no. nice to see somebody. Nice to see you got some support. Uh Russ, what are your thoughts on this game? Is there anything else that you might be looking at or any plays you might be interested in? No, I mean, as usual, my numbers do have value against the Canucks. I think this is a pretty much <laughs> nightly thing. It's it's absolutely uh it's like clockwork, honestly. Um, not surprised at all here. But like I have said and I've tweeted about, it, I have not bet against the Canucks, I think, since December. And it's probably saved me, you know, up to 10 units because I do found I do find value against them almost every night. Uh, but like I said, they just keep on winning despite the market, despite what other people think in the underlying metrics. This team just uh, just has something this year. And uh, one thing I do like that I'm seeing from the Canucks is their defense has really, really improved over the last month or so. Third and expected goals against. I mean, they're, they're just not letting anything anything go. And then they have one of the best goaltenders in the league. So honestly, um, <clears throat> I think that as much as they have just been winning, they're actually playing even better now. Um, they're good on the road. This is a Boston team that is good at home, but the Canucks have been just as good on the road. So I think this is a great matchup. This is going to be a very good game. Um, honestly, there's so much variance. There's so much that could happen in this game that I have no bet at all. But this is a, a two of the top five teams in the in the NHL and power rankings. And I think this is an important game for both teams, but not enough value or edge for me to make a bet on this game. Probably just uh, just watch it and kind of see. I think that there's some uh, actually go ahead there, somebody. Yeah, just to touch on um touch on Russ's point there too, right? Like um obviously I'm a Canucks fan, so there's always impending doom, right? Like like I'm always <laughs> worried about something, right? Um so I do take solace, some solace in the fact that um if this team was winning six five, five four every yeah. night, yeah, I would be terrified, right? Right. Um they're not right even though their shooting percentage is high they're scoring goals um there's there's a lot of good defensive structure there so and um and even if um inevitably when the goals start running dry here very soon um they do have that defense and that goaltending to 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 fall back on so that um when they're not getting lucky scoring goals um, maybe come playoff time, they are good enough to win the 2-1 game. So um, I do take some solace in that. Yeah, definitely. You notice how so money said when they run out soon, like manifesting the idea that this will happen soon so that it doesn't happen later. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, need it to, I, yeah. I need this to happen soon. <laughs> right, before the playoffs, yeah. Just yeah. don't lose the division, though. I, I, I do want that division. <laughs> Just lose enough goals. Yes. Yeah. It's like in the Incredibles when they've got Dash running the race at the end, and then he's way too fast, and they're in the stands yelling, "I'm like, slow down, slow down!" And then yeah. he drops way behind, like, "Okay, pick it up, pick it up." That's so money with the Canucks now, like, just yeah, exactly. enough, but not too much. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Well, I was gonna ask you guys because I think Russ made a good point there, and I'm kind of your. Uh, curious to hear like how you guys approach some of this stuff i'm sure some people in the chat would you know we hear of different people who handicap the games by watching them and looking at some of the historicals and uh, just kind of getting uh situational i guess uh, understandings of spots or teams uh, on traveling how have they performed against a team throughout that year the goalies like all those kinds of things then you get guys like yourselves who i would say come into these situations far more analytical, not to say that there's not other parts to what you're doing, but far more analytically based, but having models and looking at things and creating numbers on games. Russ brought up a good point there where it's like, okay, now you've got all these spots where you're finding value against the Canucks, but you're deciding not to play these numbers. You're deciding not to jump in and, and make those bets, whether that's sides or totals in games that you're looking at. How is it that you guys kind of and Russ, I'll let you take it first. But how do you? How is it that you kind of approach these situations where you're like, I've got, I've got value against this team. Mm -hmm. I should be betting against the Canucks, in theory, on on paper here, based on what you're seeing. But you've decided not to. Like, what what is it that's going into that decision? Is it that you just aren't believing in what you're seeing on the paper or on the screen? Is it just that the Canucks are too lucky and you don't want to go against it? Like, how is it that you approach these and say, okay, my numbers say this, but I can't get there mentally? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think um, a question that all handicappers, all serious handicappers have to face almost every season, every model that they have. 
Um, and it's on, it's different for everybody. For me personally, I probably rely on my model up to 80, 85%. And, uh, you know, I've done this long enough. This is the fourth season that I have uh, originated my own lines for NHL. And so as it goes on, I get more and more confident in my numbers, in what I'm making, that I can trust them even more. Um, sometimes that, uh, you know, turns out to be great. Like early in the season, we had an edge on all these Islanders overs, pretty much hammered all these Islanders overs and uh, it paid off in dividends. It paid off great for me. Um, now it's a, you know, it's a little bit, uh, it's a good question because of the Canucks, you know, I definitely played against them early on in the year and, uh, and it burned me. And then, you know, watching this market move against them every night, I think it's a super interesting thing. And, um, you know, after losing a couple of these bets where the market moves with you and uh, they just ignore this market movement, I kind of, uh, I kind of stopped, stopped playing on them, you know, and there's other things too. There's a, uh, you know, like I've talked about, uh, my numbers do not like the Coyotes this year at all. And uh, we played against the Coyotes a handful of times. But honestly, when they play at home, they're a whole different team. So there's some of these intangibles that that the model and that numbers just can't, uh, you know, just can't support. So there's little things in there. That would be those that 15% that you see, you know. I traditionally, like I said, up to 85%, I rely on the numbers that I have. I don't watch, you know, I don't watch a ton of hockey, not as much as uh, most of the guys on this show. So I rely on analytics. I rely on data. Um, but there is that small portion that you have to, uh, I think that you have to leave in there that 15% of just uh, just being a sports better and a gambler that uh, allows you to kind of change your mind and hopefully save some, uh, you know, save some units on the year. Obviously it goes both ways. You know, you could, uh, you could, you know, there's certain times when, when you, the model supports a play, but you don't think, uh, you know, you don't think for whatever reason, and then it wins or whatever. So, so you're missing out on units that way too. But as you go on and as you do this longer and longer, hopefully, you know, you trust yourself enough to, uh, you know, to make up for that and to, to save yourself more units. But, you know, I, I think to answer your question, it's different for everybody. And uh, for me, I think it's probably about 85% model, 15% uh, what I see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. So many, I don't know, is there a different approach for yourself? You kind of in line with Russ there? I'm a little bit of a hybrid. I have a lot of the, um, I have a lot of the old school in me, watching the games, seeing how teams are trending. Um, I also have a lot of the new, new, new approach of like of of like the analytics as well. So um, I I tend to fall in the middle. It's 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 an it's an inexact science. There's a lot of there's a lot of feel involved, right? So so let's talk about the Canucks. Um, my numbers go against the Canucks almost every night, as as do most most people who do who do make their own lines, mm-hmm. but. The reason I don't bet against the Canucks, like, like let's 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 forget about the fandom, right? The 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 reason why I don't bet against the Canucks is that there's a logical, common sense reasons that that you can lay out why this team keeps winning instead of performing as they should be doing um, in. In, in terms of the model, right? Um, and and we've talked about that ad nauseum. I'm, I'm not going to get into like again like their defensive structure and all that, right? So yeah. there's if 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 you have watched enough or like you're you're looking at these teams playing where they're going and you can identify um, logical reasons why a team is overperforming or underperforming their 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 metrics, um, that should take precedence over what your what your model number spits out right so so another example um the year that colorado swept uh chicago um so sorry the year colorado swept the blues in the playoffs mm-hmm. um not not the last time they played when they won in six but but i believe it was a year before when they swept them um every game my model was was telling me to play the blues right um i i, I was very high on the blues all season um but I'm watching that game, right? I'm watching that series. Colorado is dominating them every single game, and it's not even close. It's mm-hmm. not. It's it's as if they're not even playing the same game, right? So um, that's where you have to be careful because um, be, because the model will eventually pick up on that. But there's a gap there, right? And right. that gap from the time of what is actually happening 
and your model picking up on it, that is a gap where you need your your feel and your intangibles and your experience to kick in with where you are seeing these teams going, right? So I would say that it's, as, as Russ mentioned, it's different for, 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 for everyone. Um, I, I know Russ relies on his model. Um, I believe he said 85%. Like, 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 I know he does that way more than I do. I'm about like, I would say about 60 to 70%, but I also treat my model as a baseline, right? It's, it's, it's a baseline for me to get a number, but then I have a whole different area of like the market analytics, what I see of the teams, of my game scores, right? That that I that I also incorporate into that baseline, right? Now, okay. as long as the baseline is not completely off of the market number, I'm okay because I can apply those apply those intangibles into um, in, in into my model number as well. So. I am a hybrid, um, but there is room for both. And there is a way to be able to incorporate both fully so that you you get the full holistic experience of of, of making your number on, on a particular game. Yep. Yeah, I, I find it fascinating. I just think there's, I get to work with all you guys, uh, very smart people across every day and hear about numbers and where you guys are kind of looking at things based on those. But then I also hear you just drop in lines every now and then about like, well, I just can't bet against this team here, despite the fact that it's maybe telling me to, or my numbers are telling me to. And uh, very interesting to, I, I think, especially for people who might be kind of even new to it or new to modeling or creating numbers to be able to say like, hey, how do I evaluate these things and go with or against opinions every now and then. So appreciate you guys sharing that. Uh, again, if that is useful to you, hit that like button. Once we get 10 more likes here, we've got another game or a couple games to cover before we wrap this up tonight. But 10 more likes, we'll give out a uh, Super Bowl cross-sport prop here. So we teased it at the beginning, but we need 10 more likes before the show can end. So keep hitting the like button and we'll give it out uh, at the very end. But Russ, let's go to the next game on the schedule here tonight. The Carolina Hurricanes are hosting your Colorado Avalanche. Carolina minus 130 here. The Avs plus 124. Seeing a total right now of six and a half. You can find some plus money on that over six and a half there. Mostly juice to the under. What are your thoughts on where this uh, with this game is lined, either side or total? Yeah, I do think this number is a little bit short on the Hurricanes. We're going to go against the Abs here. Um, I think minus one thirty-five is a good play. It's I think it probably should be closer to minus one fifty. Yeah, a couple different things here. Yeah, minus one thirty is great. A um, couple different things here. This these teams are very very comparable. You know, both probably top six ish. In, uh, in power rankings, both very, very solid, solid teams. A um, couple of differences, though. This is the third game in four nights for the Avs. They've been playing their top line, their their top guys, just a ton of minutes. I do think that that, uh, that will play in a little bit. And then just comparing the underlying metrics of these teams, um, there's one leak I think that the Avs need to shore up before the playoffs. It's their defense has just not been playing very well at all. 22nd in expected goals against the last month or so. Um, and you're going to get a, a, a Hurricanes team who's top 10 in almost every metric there is, except for goaltending. <clears throat> you know, I think the Hurricanes goaltending is uh, is a little bit rough, but hopefully we get um, we get PDR Kachekov in net tonight. Um, you know, I think he's probably the best option there. But and the other thing is this Avs team is absolutely a wagon at home. They uh, they're they're just they just don't lose at home. But on the road, I think they can be have. They're twenty and five at home, and they're just twelve and ten on the road. So if I am looking to bet the Avs, it's certainly I'm certainly looking to do it on the road. And uh, this this Hurricanes team is absolutely awesome at home as well. Fifteen and six in their own home building. So I do have this these teams fairly similar in a lot of different metrics. One thing, like I said, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think the Avs defense is uh, is is the main deficiency, the main leak, and uh, I have this number significantly higher than the minus one thirty. I honestly have it closer to minus one fifty, minus one fifty five. So I'm happy to take a a Hurricanes team who's probably one of the best teams in the league, <clears throat> and uh, I'm happy to take them at home against a against a tired Avs team here. So 
that's the way we're going to go. I think minus 130 is a great play. I'd probably play it right up to minus 140-ish over that. And honestly, I don't, I'm not sure that it's even going to get that high. It seems like there's some there's some market support for the abs here. Um, but yeah, that's the way I'm looking. Hurricanes at home, minus 130-ish. All right, Hurricanes, minus 130. Uh, and saying play that all the way up to minus 140. You can get those out there. There's minus 130s, 130. 35s hovering in around that range and then all the way out to minus 140 and a little bit past if you have some of those books but if you do have a book out there that's past minus 140 and you're looking to bet this tonight head on over to betstamp.app slash edgework and uh and sign up there for a new sports book that is within that range so that you can come play these games with us here uh, and it does help support the show as well betstamp.app slash edgework so money where are you at uh side or total on this game yeah, I think that um, there's a lot of anticipation here for um, Sveshnikov being in the lineup. Um, that's kind of um, pushed this number a little bit here. I'm waiting to see if he is in the lineup, how far that number goes. Um, I do agree with Russ's look that it is um, at the current numbers. At, and um, and in the chat, I noticed Insight um, saying that he got Carolina minus 119. Um, yeah, that's great. I, at those numbers, it's definitely Hurricanes, right? Um, I am interested to see uh, who they start in goal. We don't have confirmation on that, and we don't have Andre status either. So um, once I get those two, I'm kind of waiting to see where it goes. But um, I think at the early numbers that inside hit and that Russ hit, um, I do agree with the with the with, with the Carolina look. But um, I'm not there at this moment. Uh, quickly here, Charles asking any thoughts for the total of this game. So pulling this one back up here, you can see total six yeah. and a half. There's plus money on the over some, uh, minus one tens out there on the under six and a half. Yeah. Uh, either of you guys, if there's any thoughts on this total. Um, yeah, like I, I would be hard pressed to play an abs under at this point in the season. Like I said, their defense is just struggling and their offense. I mean, their offense is, uh, is, is just awesome. So, uh, they have gone over in 11 of their last 14 games for the abs. So I do expect this one to be a little bit more high event. Um, the hurricanes do profile as an under team, but I think that, uh, you know, I think this might be a little bit, a uh, little bit more high flying, a little bit more high scoring. So if I had to, uh, if I had to pick a side, it would certainly be the over here. Man, so money where you had on the total. Yeah. The, um, the hurricanes are, um, they, they surprisingly push the pace quite a bit, right? Like we're and 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 we're not really accustomed to seeing that with their games. Um, we kind of a lot of times view the Hurricanes as a very low event team, um, but they skate and they are able to push the pace. But at six and a half, um, it's tough for me to get involved. So at the six and a half, I'll pass. Um, but um, Carolina overs is something that I will be looking at going forward. Um, but for now, um, I can't get there on this game. Uh, and Damani here, conflicted. Stay with the Fave Hockey Show or stay on Twitter for Shams tweets. Oh, well, easy. first of all, Damani, appreciate it, but I mean, definitely stay here because then all you have to do later on after this show is head on over to the board NBA and you can watch their trade deadline coverage. So you can just bounce from hammer show to hammer show throughout the day. So you don't got to worry about anything. Shams doesn't matter. Head on over to the board NBA after this one and just hang out, uh, hang out with those guys and see how as they're breaking down trades that are coming in throughout the course of the day so don't worry about that um now quickly before we even get to our super bowl prop uh, i don't know so money maybe maybe you could help us price this one out uh lindholm goals oh, tonight geez. more than kelsey tds <laughs> so kelsey tds well what is that what's the what's the number that I, I i don't think that this is uh <laughs> this would be great <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like money to score <laughs> yeah i i i wouldn't even know where to where to begin lining this yeah fair enough uh all right well keep hitting that like that like button here uh in the chat while you're watching now there's a few other games here tonight so money is there anything else that's kind of sticking out to you that you're sitting there thinking yeah i'll get behind this later in the day you're waiting for news confirmations anything like that before you're going to jump in and, and make a bet so I so I so I talked about the special situations on playing under five and a half. Um, I think we actually do have one, and that's the under in the Winnipeg uh, uh, Philadelphia game. So um, 
I did play the under five and a half. Um, let's do that. Um, I think, what are we seeing there? One tens? Yeah. 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 That's fine. All right. So, so um, I have that under five and a half up to minus 115. So we can go ahead and do that. Both teams, um, we know, we know who they are at this point. I just hope that I don't get any surprises out of um, Winnipeg's lineup. But um, other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with playing the under five and a half there. All right, yeah. so the under five and a half, minus one ten in Winnipeg, Philly. Uh, Russ, any other games that you're looking at tonight? Haven't bet yet, but might get to throughout the course of the day. <clears throat> Not necessarily. Um, <clears throat> you know, I was looking at that Lightning Islanders over six potentially, since we're going to get uh, Jonas Johansson in, in net for the Lightning, but that has taken some money. It was uh, it was over six yesterday, and there's pretty much only six and a halfs on the board now. Yeah. And uh, honestly, the Islanders' defense has has really, really improved over the last month or so. Yep. And uh, and with the new coach, um, they, they're all the way up to 12th in expected goals against in the last month. So they, they've been playing a lot better. So probably going to get off of that train for now. Um, at six, I might have had some interest. I had certainly had it circled, um, like I said, with Johansson and Nett there for the Lightning. But Surikin has been playing better, and the Isles defense has been playing better. So I think that's probably priced appropriate appropriately at six and a half. So there's no path, no play there for me. Um, then I think you know, as much as I dislike the uh, the Coyotes, I think this is probably a pretty good spot for the Coyotes at home. Honestly, getting uh, getting a pretty big letdown spot for uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. But it's uh, you know it. The Coyotes have taken quite a bit of money since yesterday, and I think it's probably be probably moved right into uh, right into you know about about the correct range. Um, so there's no play, but I I do think the Coyotes might might sneak a win in there as, as poorly as they, as they have been playing. But other than that, yeah, no plays. Just All right. one prop. <laughs> yeah, let's get to that here, Russ. We teased it throughout the course of the show here today. People continue to hit that like button, so thank you to everyone who did that. Russ, you've got a uh, Super Bowl cross-sport prop here yeah. uh, for us for this weekend. What do you got? Yeah, I've been looking. I've been doing prop work pretty much all the last, uh, last three days or so on and off. Obviously, there's a ton of things to sift through. And finally got to looking at the uh, NHL ones just because, uh, you know, had this show coming up. And there's a big one that sticks out. Honestly, it is. Uh, it's available on Caesar Sportsbook, and it is. It's Justin Reed total tackles um, versus the Golden Knights and Wild total goals on Monday. So, uh, I, so I think you, it, Justin Reed total tackles is plus money. I think that's absolutely the way you have to go. Um, you know, this kid is. Uh, he's had four. He's had four, eleven, and three tackles in the playoffs, but. In the last seven regular season games, he's gone over over five tackles in the seven games in a row. Um, then conversely, I think this uh, this Knights Wild total could honestly be very very low scoring game. I think this game will easily be lined at five and a half, and um, and I think you could easily see a one two game or a or a two three game. So if you have to go over, basically get over five tackles for Justin Reed. And it's plus money at Caesars. I think that's a fantastic play. I think it's probably lined incorrectly. Plus, it's plus one ten right now at Caesars. And unlike uh, unlike Rob's uh, Super Bowl prop, you know, extravaganza, I don't think there's any day traders or uh, odds makers watching this uh, watching the stream. Fortunately for us, so I would I would absolutely. I've already hit that. I've already played it. You know, I think Justin Reed could easily have seven or eight tackles here. And uh, and this Golden Knights wild game could be very very low scoring. So I like uh, I like Justin Reed total tackles over over the goals scored in that game. I think uh, I think that's a, that's a great play, especially if you're you know you're going to be watching the Super Bowl and then watching hockey the next day. And I also like the fact that they're on different days. You know um, the the hockey game is on Monday, so if Justin Reed goes out there and gets seven tackles, you know, you pretty much have a winner right there already, so I think it's a that's a great look, especially at plus money. The, yeah, the Wilder minus, or the Knights, the hockey game total was minus 140. I just think that's completely wrong, so that's, that's a, you know, a bet that I have made and a bet that's relevant for this show, and, uh, and uh, you know, I think, it, you know, that way you have some action on Sunday and Monday. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's pretty cool. I was looking at Moretta's uh, points versus the total goals on Sunday. Um, 
that's an interesting, you know, if if the Chiefs get to 10 points or so, that's you know, you only have two hockey games on Sunday. So I think if it's probably a decent play. Um, and they're pretty low scoring hockey games as well. So I was I was certainly trying to price that one out also, but but yeah, I really I really like that Justin Reed one. Yeah, these are the ones for me. I listen to the smart people around me, like yourself, Moretto, Rob, so money if he has these and just listen to those and play them because otherwise I'm just eyeball uh, eyeball pricing these myself and kind of trying to find ones that are probably fun with a slight edge, but maybe not as much as a you'd hope for otherwise but these are these are definitely fun ones to do and have in your portfolio when it comes sunday for the super bowl uh so money are you going to be adding any of these yourself come uh come sunday yeah yeah so like i do have um i do have a lot of time set aside today um, i'll be working with a couple of people um i don't do my own props but um i do help people do their props and so um okay. i'll be i'll be working on that today Makes sense. Uh, also, Russ, to your point of people watching the show, first of all, you'd be surprised who's watching. I'll say that. And second yeah. of all, this chat, this chat reacts quickly, and they've got some influence, as we've seen sometimes when I'm trying to track numbers here on screen, and something just starts flying around. Uh, not only because of things going on outside of it, but because our ch our chat is uh, quickly reacting there. So, uh, yeah, we do have a. We've got a pretty educated group of people watching the show on a daily basis. I'll say that. But for today's picks, we'll recap those. I do appreciate everyone who tuned in and liked the stream. If you haven't already, continue to hit that like button, subscribe here to the channel. We'll recap today's picks. And again, you can see these yourself over in the bet stamp app in the find better section as Edgework HQ. But just looking through what we've got here today, uh, wrong screen. There you go. Uh, we have four best bets for tonight's games. First and foremost, you got the Carolina Hurricanes money line, minus 130 there against the Avalanche. These are all full units as well, by the way. Uh, so the Hurricanes money line, minus 130 against the Avalanche. The Flames Devils, over 6.5, minus 105. The Jets Flyers, under 5.5, minus 110. And then finally, the Capitals Panthers, over 5.5, minus 120 there. So four best bets for tonight. Thanks to everyone who tuned in here today. We appreciate it. So money, Russ, thank you guys for taking the time to do this. As always, we'll see so money back here tomorrow morning, 1030 a.m. Eastern time. Russ, we'll see you back here next week. To everyone in the chat, we'll see you back here tomorrow morning as well. As for tonight's games, enjoy them and good luck on your bets.